This is the world's greatest Springsteen podcast. It is the final show of 2023. We got a little year in review coming up. Tom, I can't believe we made it. This is, uh, I think we're number 27 now. And uh, we've uh, been meeting like this almost every single week and discussing Springsteen. And people have been coming around and watching. And uh, they seem interested in what we have to say. And I think we'll be back next year just as strong, if not stronger, than we were this year. Uh, how are you doing, Tom? Doing good. Yeah, the ratings are up. They are. They continue a, a steady stream upward. Each each episode seems to do better than the last. And today we will take a look a little bit at some of the some of the past episodes, the 2023 tour, some of the things we talked about. But first, there's plenty in the news. Springsteen this week since we last met with you. Uh, I think the biggest thing is a golden gold, a golden globe nomination for addicted to romance best song from a motion picture it is um best song category that's uh all it says best song overall guess do so they, they don't really do music i don't think i think it's for it's not from a television movie or film or any i don't know oh they could also have that category it may be but yeah this is from a movie i think it's movies and tv is is what Golden Globes is. Uh, I don't know a lot about the Golden Globes except everybody gets drunk. They serve alcohol, and everybody legendarily drinks too much at the Golden Globes. That's all I really know about them. And then Ricky Gervais has had some amazing monologues. Uh, at it's the Golden so Globes. it's so funny. I love that guy. And yeah, <laughs> I, I watch it sometimes on YouTube. Just his his <laughs> the He's, way he. The uh, celebrities is the best. He's had a few great monologues over the years, and he said he's not doing it anymore. But he's also a huge Springsteen fan. So you wonder if Bruce is going to show up, would he go, all right, all right, I'll host. Now, his his old writing partner, Stephen Merchant, is also a big Springsteen fan. They're both. Oh, that'd be great if he attacks Springsteen. That would be awesome. I don't think he would attack Springsteen. Well, think, you, know, know, what I, you know what I few people out there that i think ricky gervais would be starstruck by i think one of them is probably bruce springsteen well if he talks about him in some way you know in a funny way that would be nice that would uh i don't think he's gonna host but that would be cool and i also don't think that bruce springsteen is gonna show up for his nomination he's against five songs from the barbie movie yeah um and again, I, like I said before, what was what was he nominated for? The the other we talked a couple of weeks ago. He was nominated for for the um, uh, Grammy for a Grammy for the same song. No, he was Grammy for the vocal performance on uh, the Soul Covers album. Only the Strong Survive was nominated for a Grammy. Right. So I mean, there's a chance of him showing up at that or this. They're both big award shows really i mean they're not you know the mtv uh or something you know they have award shows for everything now but this is they are a big big deals he's so, he's got uh, a huge mansion and he told howard stern that his awards the ones that are not at his mother's house are in a storage and he's got a he's got enough room you know he's got a big house it's a really big house with a barn right and a studio and he's just like put him in, put him in, put him in the storage. So I don't know. I mean, yes, he's made appearances in the past. I don't think in 2024 it's going to be important to him. When is the broadcast? He's got a tour that starts on March 19th. Um, I don't have a date listed. It's just a summary. Um, I'm not sure. I just I have who he's up against and uh, which. Uh, there's a Lenny Kravitz, Lenny Kravitz song, Road to Freedom. And what movie is that from? That's the only non-Barbie one, right? I think so. It's called Rustin. Um, there's a Mario Brothers movie. Uh, the song is called Peaches. And, yeah, 
And then yeah, Barbie, which obviously neither one of us has seen or will see. I I saw Barbie. Oh my god. You understand. You understand. It was the biggest movie in the history of the box office. The biggest release. It beat Spider-Man. It beat E.T. and Star Wars. It was the biggest movie ever. And everybody was saying it was smart and funny. And I at least, yeah, I had to take a look. And you know what, Tom? You know what? I hated every minute of it. It was so awful. So awful. You've totally redeemed yourself. (laughs) It was so bad. I mean, you know what? Dawn hated it too. It's not just, you know, people say, oh, well, men just don't understand. She hated it too. It was, it was pink and musical. And it just reminded me of a, a children's cartoon. And Will Farrell had a funny scene. And, uh, and oh, I'm going to forget her name from Saturday Night Live. In fact, she's hosting Saturday Night Live tonight. Uh, huh? What's that? Oh, I, I don't know. I just Tina Fey. No, not Tina Fey. The uh, the one who was in Ghostbusters, the women's Ghostbusters. Uh, oh. I can't remember her name. Um, I'll put it up on the screen so I don't look like an idiot to the people who watch this on video. But the people listening, they're like screaming her name right now. Anyway, she uh, she played the Barbie that had been tortured and burned and and drawn on by a child. And she was funny. But for the most part, the movie was just awful. It was, the the plot was bad. The jokes were bad. I hated it. I really hated it. So, and I haven't seen Oppenheimer. That was the big thing. People were going to see both in the same day. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Like, I could sit in a movie theater for six hours to watch two back-to-back movies. Uh, One about the inventor of the nuclear bomb i believe right and then the other about a doll that comes to life anyway i saw barbie and i can't believe that that bruce springsteen is gonna lose to a song from barbie but he is they got billy eyelash she's also on saturday night live tonight she's the musical guest tonight on saturday night um and she does one of those barbie songs and there's other like big dua lupa Oh, I like her. Yeah, Dua Lipa. I don't even know who she is. I know the name. I've heard, I've heard a lot of people mention her name in recent years. Um, she's in, she's from England. She's just gorgeous. I mean, that's uh, as far as her music. I, uh, it, it, you know, it's kind of bubblegum, I guess. But it's uh, she just looks hot as hell. So I can't stop looking at her. I hear you. I had that for Britney Spears. Couldn't couldn't listen yeah. couldn't listen to a record, but I could look at the cover. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it takes for us. So uh, my prediction is he's not going to win the Golden Globe. He's not going to win the Grammy and he's not going to show up for either one. That's my prediction. Uh, It would be nice to be wrong on all points. But like I said, the last time we talked about it, I doubt he cares, but maybe I'm projecting my own because I don't care. Uh, It doesn't matter to me if he wins Grammys or not. And it just goes to show, no matter what he put out, they would have nominated him. I mean, well, I we, both like, song, we both like uh, Addicted to Romance. I'd rather yeah. see him win than Barbie. Yeah, I don't think it's a, the, you know, it's not a song that probably you or I have put on uh, more than a couple of times. I haven't listened to it since it came out. I mean, it wasn't great, but it's good. And I don't know these other songs, so, but... Uh, just the name Bruce Springsteen. They're going to put him on. They're going to nominate him. You know, the Soul Covers album, really? Come on. On the subject of pop music uh, and uh, and 2024 coming up, I have a prediction for 2024 that we will see the release of the biggest pop song ever in history. And it's going to be all about how bad Travis Kelsey sucks. And he's going to have to go into hiding. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping you'd have some more predictions, hopefully about Bruce. I have very few predictions about Bruce. I have no idea what he's, I know 
where he'll be on specific dates coming up in 2024, but I don't know what he's going to play. I got some guesses. <laughs> I think he's going to play no, no Surrender, Ghosts. Uh, 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 it's been a while since I've listened to it. Prove It All Night. Uh, 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 something Promised Land. Letter to you, Promised Land. Um, all right. So uh, we talked last week about a lawsuit. And this guy, he 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 rented his his sports car, his classic car, to the photo shoot for the Soul Covers album, possibly to be used on the Soul Covers album. He got paid a stipend for the days using the the car for the day, and he was told if we use the car, uh, you'll get you'll get more, you'll get something. That way he was verbal and he died and his son decided to sue Bruce Springsteen and the photographer and the record company and all that, that he, that they did use the car. You know, since we talked, I saw a picture of the album cover. All you see of the car is like the taillight. He's sitting on the, and the end of a car and half the album cover says is black and says only the strong survive. And the other half is him leaning on the car and you see pretty much just the headlight. And, uh, so Um, this guy, he, uh, they did some digging and he's got some other litigation going on too. Right. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, in addition to the photo that you spoke about of the car on the, album which yeah you're correct they don't really show much of the car it does say that photos of the car appear on merchandise of bruce springsteen for this album and um is is it more of the car or is it a the exact picture from the album cover which is just the headlight no this is supposedly other pictures of the car on several pieces of merchandise that was shown on the tonight show when Bruce yeah, was when he off. held up the album cover, this I guy, this guy must go into a rage when he sees Bruce with the wa- wallflowers singing one headlight. It just must put him into a rage. <laughs> but yeah, um, there's a so yeah the the um the twist here is that uh, this um this man who uh, has filed the lawsuit is being sued by his former employer for. $500,000 of uh for uh some financial misconduct supposedly I believe the, the word uh, is fraud fraud he's being sued for fraud Yeah I guess him and his wife uh worked there at this company and supposedly abused their position of trust and um there was some uh stealing of assets but no criminal charges have actually been filed yet, which is odd. But this is what they're saying. And, um, yeah, and this guy, yeah, like you said, he, he got paid supposedly $450 and uh, for the use of the 68 Pontiac GTO and hasn't had some verbal agreement about money coming and never got it. So now, I don't know, he's being – this brings his uh, character into – question well his attorney will will shout relevance and then the judge will have to decide whether or not his criminal past is relevant in whether bruce springsteen owes his dead father more for the picture of one headlight i don't know i mean i don't know if it's on people's t-shirts and they bought those t-shirts at concerts for $40 a piece. And there's probably a dollar amount to make this guy go away. I don't think they got to shell out his entire 500,000. That's it sounds to me like he's trying to cover one lawsuit with the other. It sounds like if I could get a half million out of Springsteen, I could pay my old employers a half million and maybe they won't press charges, which haven't their charges haven't been filed because they, their recourse for compensation is the civil court. So right. they're going after him in civil court. Whether there's an investigation or they haven't pressed charges or they're reserving their right to press charges, we don't know. I don't know. 
it'll all play out well. And I guarantee you, it ain't going to hurt the Springsteen camp no matter what liquor comes out. Um, speaking of money, they um, did list Bruce Springsteen's tour of 2023 as uh, one of the top five. Um, um, sorry, that uh, Bruce earned the, mo- the most out of all tours of 2023. He earned. I, I know two of them that were ahead of him: uh, Beyonce and Taylor Swift. Who yeah, else? What are the other two that beat Bruce Springsteen? Oh wait, Cold Dead and Play. Company. Dead and Company, right? Oh, Coldplay. No? Coldplay. And Harry Styles, whoever that is. You don't know who sounds Harry like Styles is? Sounds like something women women listen to. Perhaps. Yes. Harry Styles. I, I'm, somebody's going to put in the chat, no, you're confusing him with someone else. But I believe Harry Styles went on a TV show, uh, not America's Got Talent, but it was a Simon Cowell, Cowell TV show uh, where – they pitted singers against each other like American Idol, but they had coaches. I know about this because Britney did it one year, and I, I like to watch Britney. Um, so uh, I, he might, in fact, Britney might have been in the year that Harry Styles was on. So part of it was when, when they would do their auditions, the judges or the coaches or whatever they are, I can't explain this show, but they would get to take some of these auditioners and let them move on as solo acts but they can also like build a boy band or a girl band or some kind of singing group with auditioners and simon cowell took harry styles and a few others and built a band called fifth dimension or next dimension or something dimension I don't remember. Um, he put together a boy band, became the biggest boy band in the history of man. And then Harry Styles, which I guess is was the, was the like the Justin Timberlake of the group, eventually went solo. They say he might be the next act to take on the sphere here in Vegas, Harry Styles. Now, someone might say, you're an idiot that you're talking about some other guy and, and Harry Styles is from Oasis. I, I, but I think I got Harry Styles, right? Oasis was yeah. two brothers, right? Named, uh, something not styles. Yeah. Gallagher, maybe. Right. Noel Gallagher and his brother. Right. Not, not the world's most informative Springsteen podcast. It's the world's greatest Springsteen podcast. So yeah, Bruce earned 300, and 79.5 million dollars he did or the tour did (laughs) well it says the tour did there's a lot of people with their hands in that till it's not all just going to bruce springsteen i promise you that yeah true um and there was one other big oh bruce was spotted again at roberto's I think we need to go set up camp at Roberto's, do a couple shows from Roberto's before the tour starts. Once the tour starts, he's not going to be around. But we got to hang out there until we get Bruce on the podcast. We'll go in, we'll order breakfast, we'll order lunch, we'll order dinner, and uh, we'll hang out and we'll record clips for the podcast until Bruce walks in the door and we will be the first podcast to ambush him. At Roberto's in Freehold, New Jersey. I'm a little worried about what Bruce is going to look like when the tour starts, if he's continuing to eat pancakes every week. I don't know what he's eating every week. He once again did not take a picture near his food. He took a picture in the kitchen. He went into the kitchen this time. He's taking a picture near your food. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, but, you know, he's. He, I don't worry about Bruce's health. I know he had an ulcer. Doesn't, doesn't Patty cook? I doubt it. Would you? <laughs> I believe they have a staff, like a live-in staff, or at least a staff, a twenty-four-hour staff. Maybe they might not live in there. There's at least one or two live-in, I would guess, uh, or at least live on premises. But then you know a staff that comes in daily, nightly. 
I was in a billionaire's house. I was in a billionaire's house once and he had a security room. And in that security room was like 12 or 20 monitors, high def monitors showing all the security cameras and four armed security guards who were there 24 hours a day. Those, Those specific ones weren't there 24 hours a day, but that room was manned 24 hours a day. And this was the guy's house. Wasn't can, there was nothing going on but living in that house. But you get to a certain point, he's probably got security living right there on the premises. The uh, talk about the archives, we're not sure if they're back officially now or what. But well, we I don't it. think they are back officially. I think, well, this was December, and I was kind of, people kept asking, Do you think there'll be a Christmas release? Yes, I did. And I kept saying I did. And where they didn't, release it a lot of the christmas releases came out right boom the day before christmas the day before christmas eve on christmas eve i don't know the exact dates you can put it down in the comments if you know the exact dates that the christmas releases have all come on but they've all been very close to christmas which is what the one thing that's kind of iffy on this because it came out second friday it was the first Friday was the first of the month and it came out on the eighth, the second Friday. So early for a Christmas release late for a first Friday, no press release along with it that we're back or anything. I think it's the Christmas release. It's just a, a couple weeks earlier than usual. And I don't think it's coming back. The tour starts back up in March. So maybe they would do a January, maybe they would do a February, but I really don't think so. That's my prediction. We shall see. Now, the one they released was October 14, 2009, and we talked about it a little bit last week. I was dubbing the video. We have since watched that video, and that that show really lives up to the hype. Of all the shows they could have picked, that show, we really, everybody who watched it, we're showing it again tonight. I know the audience hates when I talk about a show that we're and I say we're showing it tonight and they don't get to see this until three days later. Uh, but we are showing it again tonight. We show, I showed it on a sneak preview by invite only. And tonight I'm showing it to my regular on my regular Saturday night stream. It is such a fantastic show, the whole darkness album. And then, uh, and they threw a one time ever from the, from the working on a dream album. It was the working on a dream tour, but a one time ever song made an appearance. What was that one? Uh, what love can do what love can do and uh and uh, you have the rest of the set list there in front of you <clears throat> i don't but that was the highlight that that was definitely the highlight and a song they open that... with thundercrack yes and the entire darkness album which gives me a something in the night and a streets of fire my two chasers that i've been chasing and i i made it to a streets of fire show but i was still standing outside while he was playing it um Still not getting in yet, waiting for my turn to get in. Um, and uh, and of course, the we should have had a set list in front of the set list in front of us now because I'm completely blanking on it. But uh, the video that I made comes from two different bootleg video sources that circulate uh new york city bitch committee did one jersey boy did the other and i cut them together using the best footage from each and put it together with this archive i had done it like a month ago with a an audience source with an iem bootleg that was probably the best sound that it ever had to that point because this was a great show with one of the i think was it the only full darkness there was one other full darkness on the 2009 tour and they only did yeah, two. That, yeah the, this was the second and the better of the two as far as i can tell and uh so i was we were excited to have that because we had all the rest and it didn't look like we were seeing any archives anytime soon and then boom right after i did it we watched that old one like a month ago they came out with this new one and it was really because of the great work that i did on that edit uh, it was actually really easy to dub the the newer archive sound onto it, and it just sounds better than ever. And uh, and me and Tom and anyone who's subscribed to my channel already or gets my email updates has has the link is watching it tonight or watched it this past Saturday. If you're 
listening to this podcast because I don't get these things up instantly. It'll be up uh, in the next couple of days. So uh, I think that's everything uh, that we had to plan to talk about, except for it's the last show of the year. And I think we've come a long way. We've been doing this show. This is our 27th episode uh, almost every week, but we've missed a couple of weeks. So we've been doing this more than half the year. And, uh, you know, I, I guess it all really started with the beginning of the tour. We both were watching shows every week on, on YouTube, on my channel. And that led to meeting up in uh, Tampa for the very first show of the tour. To this day, one of the uniquest, you know, next to the final show, the first show and the last show, have the two uniquest set lists of the entire tour. And uh, and we we met up there, and then uh, uh, the tour just has been you know people talk about static this and static that. There's been a great deal to talk about throughout this tour. You know, it might just be one song on this night and two songs on that. Well, I guess very rarely two songs. <laughs> one song on this night and one song on that night. But at the end of the year, eh, we ended up with a little variety. I put together. Uh, over three hours of of rarities and that were not part of the regular master set list put together a video of those and uh i think 2023 has been a terrific year i'd like to see a little bit more diversity in the set list in 2024 i'm not expecting it but i'd like to i know tom's desperate for it but uh i'm looking forward to 2024 either way at least for We'll, we'll see. We'll see how long that keeps up. Uh, Tom, do you have any predictions or wishes for 2024? Well, um, I you know, it's time. It's really time for a new album because, I mean, Letter to You was the last real album. And, and you know, we, we know about soul covers and that, that, that doesn't count for anything. But the uh, Letter to You, I believe, was 2020 or 19. I think it was 2019 when he recorded it. It was, but it was pre-pandemic when they recorded it, and post-pandemic when they released it. I think. Yeah, it's possible it was 19, but it's But still, you know, we're going into 2024 now, so I think it's time for a new album. Um, you know, and that could be a solo. I don't, I don't really care, but. If it's quite, if it's up there, like if he could do another Letter to You type album with the E Street Band, a true E Street Band album, like Letter to You or Magic or The Rising, man, I'm all for that. Um, hopefully, tracks, you know, which uh, he'll release that. If if we don't get an album, at least we'll have that. That would be that would be fantastic. Um, as far as Tampa. You and I saw the best show, and we didn't see a static set list because everything was brand new to us. And it was, we're seeing this all for the first time that night. And it was so great after not seeing him for so many years and being locked down. And, um, and Patty was there. <laughs> and Patty was there. So the 2023 tour. Not only we were there the first night, we followed the whole thing wrought with sickness. The first month there was band members that weren't make, didn't make it because of COVID. I think the first one was Steve. I think the first time we didn't see a band member come out was Houston. And no, wait, was Houston when Nils wasn't there? I'm going to get really confused. Uh, Dallas was when Steve wasn't there. Dallas, Steve didn't come out with the band. I was at that show. I was like, no Steve, no warning, no announcement. And he tweeted after the show started that he had COVID. That's how we found out he had COVID. After the show started, I didn't find out till way later. My phone was in my pocket. Steve, no Steve. And then I think that he was the first one out with COVID. And then in Houston, it was Nils out with COVID. And Steve was there. And that, I think, was the first E Street Band show since 1981 without Nils Lofgren. And yeah. uh, you talk about you like the core band. This was uh, 
you know, Stevie and Bruce are doing all the guitar work. And it's, I have a high fondness for that show. I was there also. I was in Tampa, Dallas, and Houston. I was also in Tulsa. And I that was a great show, too, but nothing stands out. I think that might have been missing Jake. I know Jake missed two shows. One of them was Kansas City. It might have been. I might not have seen a show that was missing Jake. I don't remember. You know that I don't have a good memory for a year in review show. But and I uh, seem to re- seem to remember that even though Niels wasn't there, they still played because of the night. They did play because of the night. I, just, I, I really have a f- high fondness for that show. I made a video of that show. It's a great show. Watched it a few times. We should cue that one up again if it wasn't for the fact that, oh, my God, there's the set lists are so very, very similar. Although Houston had the world premiere at least for the last 50 years or 45 years of if i was the priest and uh, i got to see that twice because he played it again in tulsa also but houston was the premiere and uh that was the the nils list the the one show without nils lofgren i was always go ahead i'm sorry Uh, i was always surprised that they didn't have tom morello come out when steve was out he must have been busy that night. Well, I mean, I doubt that call was even made. It was one thing about getting him and hiring him on for a tour and another thing to call him at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and go, hey, man, Tom, here's this show we rehearsed without you, and I've lost Steve. You know, they put it together. He's got, he doesn't need three guitars. He never did. Steve came back. And as a legacy player, not as, oh, we've got to have another guitar in the band, Steve. Why not you? He was the legacy player and they brought him back and we're all glad he's there and he, and he belongs there and they do need him, but they don't need us. They don't need three guitars. I mean, they never did. Uh, well, then so. why did they hire Tom Morello? That's a good question. Why did they hire Tom Morello? That's I've always I've always asked that question because they didn't need tom morello he worked on that album you know there was the high hopes album he worked on that album he's got work you know stuff on that album i think he just wanted a tour with tom morello but i I don't like to i don't like to predict what bruce springsteen is thinking ever ever yeah that would have been a that would have been a great time to show what a great guitarist niels lofgren is well those was was the second the only the, the main guitar from 1984 through 1988 Two two major tours, so I think he got to show his, and I think he's a good bandmate. I think he never. I don't know. I don't like to predict what Nils Lofgren is thinking either. Uh, I, I, but I think he was happy to bring Steve back into the band. I would guess. I have no idea for sure. Uh, so, you know, yeah, we saw a lot of shows where one player was down. Roy never missed a show. Max never missed a show. Bruce never missed a show because when Bruce was down, they canceled. When when anyone else was down, they worked with it. They dealt with it. They went on. The show went on without Steve. It went on without Nils. It went on without Jake. It went on without a couple of the background players were out. Susie was out for a few. Uh, Roy was never out. And Max was never out. Uh, but when Bruce was down, they canceled shows and they canceled at the end. By the end of it all, they canceled a lot of shows. There was an initial couple of cancellations because he was sick and they just said he was sick. They didn't really get into it. And then a next group of cancellations where they said they didn't say who was sick the first time. It was Bruce. I heard he had laryngitis and uh and I trust the source I got it from that he had laryngitis. And then the second time that there was cancellations, they said something about, I don't know if they said flu, they said illness due to illness. And they implied it was Bruce and uh, they canceled those Philly stadium shows uh, was the second group to be canceled. And then the big cancel came when they announced that it was an ulcer first they canceled half the remaining shows for the year and then after like three weeks or so they canceled the rest 
of the year. Wow. And under uh, an abundance of caution. Do you he, remember if uh, Gary or Charlie were ever out? I don't think Gary missed a show. Who who would have played bass? You know, there was no there's no covering for Gary. No, Charlie was never out either, I don't think. Some, something in the back of my head says, someone's going to tell you you're wrong. You missed Winter. But no, I don't think Charlie was ever out. He was there. You know, Jake yeah. has Jake has Eddie Mannion to back him up. And Nils yeah. and Nils has Steve, and Steve has Nils. And uh and did I guess they don't really do they need someone to back up Susie? They just don't have a violin and they don't have a third acoustic guitar, whatever else she plays. Uh and they don't have her vocals, but they've got plenty of background vocals. So Susie. I don't know how important another part of this show that I need to cut out is me saying Susie's not important. Well, if, you're, yeah, if you I mean, want to have does, the if you want to have the violin, she's very important. Well, she does she does do the background vocals, and so there's, really, there's five background vocals. There's four, three women and one dude, or two women and one dude. There's a lot of background vocalists. There's yeah, Lisa Loeb, Lisa Loeb, songs. and Curtis King. Certain songs like Human Touch or Brilliant Disguise, you know, where Patty, you would really hear the vocals. And Patty, he doesn't do them. He doesn't do those songs when Patty's not there, except he did Human Touch and come on out. And she wouldn't come out. We got a a Human Touch without Patty, but I think he planned on her being out there. I don't think Susie doesn't take Patty's place on those songs. She would have been a good fill in for uh, Susie's absence. Patty? Yeah. Why not just call her up? I mean, say, hey, Susie's out with COVID. Come on. You need you need it. You got to understand that when Bruce is home, he's always using the studio. And she wanted to record a record. So she needed the studio time. I can, I can understand that. Oh, God. All right. You um, never lived, you've never lived with somebody and had to share the same music studio. Oh, yes, I have. Um, Did you want to hear my top five songs that don't include the title of the song? I do want to hear the list. Was that the whole year? Was that 2023 in a nutshell? Was there anything else? Was there anything else notable about 2023 before we move on to the next thing? I can't think of too many positives of it. Other than you know, it was it not that it was all negative, but it wasn't. It was it was um, a lot of problems, you know, that were unavoidable, I suppose. Every show is worth watching, listening to. Every show, and they're not all unique, but there's not one show where you would like put it on and go, "Oh, I'm, that's I'm bored," or "That's really not very good," or "This other show was so much better." You know, there's a few stands out standouts, but I think the tour was a big success. I think 2023, we waited a long time, and uh, and I think he paid it paid us off. You know, I'm not gonna have the static set list debate. The man, if you look back at his career, he's pretty much played a rehearsed set list for his entire career, and that has always been something that, as a jam band fan who likes to go to a lot of shows has been something that I've just had to accept and live with. I don't understand the the anger about it, but uh, I do understand the lack of need to keep going to more and more shows. And that's why I'm not sure if I'm going to just go to Vegas or I'm still going to go to Phoenix and Vegas. Not sure. Yeah, that was definitely something that um, I don't know if he considered that, but yeah, as far as um, a lot of people uh, continuing to go to more than one show, uh, that probably stopped a bit. Uh, maybe people weren't so eager to go to, to more than one show uh, after just seeing how the set list was going. Every now and then he would come out with something spectacular, but it was very, these surprises were few. Like I can remember him opening with Local Hero, and that was, right. you know, that was a great one. And that, but that, didn't continue it was just like a one-time surprise 
and um, things like that, which I don't think would have been very difficult to do for a Bruce Springsteen. He just didn't do it anymore. You know, it was a very- few songs a night just as a bone for all the people that get every single Nugs release. Some of us bought the whole tour up, up front in advance, you know, throw us a bone in the neck so that each download's got something special to look forward to. I yeah. agree. I agree. That would be really cool if they would do that. Yeah. Which just goes to show you the Bruce Springsteen management is so backwards because this was the first tour where you're releasing every show on Nugs. This is the first time that's happened. And no, that's not true. It goes, this, this, this program goes back to 2014 tour with that, that, the, the, the Tom Morello tour. And we've been able to buy every single show ever since then with the exception of a couple of shows that didn't get re- one, one or two shows that didn't get released, uh, a show that got pulled that was released, but eventually you couldn't, it's not available anymore, but most of us have it. Uh, they've all been released for uh, nine years now, but you're, you know, right. They should mix it up. But again, you can't put that on management. That's Bruce's decision. He's aware. Or you think nobody's willing to tell him, Hey, Bruce, man, we're selling every night. And there's people out there that are buying every single night, you know, throw them a nug. Oh yeah. That's what no pun intended. That's what his manager should be saying to him because this was also the first tour that he didn't play rarities like all the time. Like we're used to, you can play a static set list and throw in one or two rarities a night. And which is eventually most nights he did throw in one. One became not enough. One, I was watching Orlando, the the your second show this tour. I was watching the Orlando video, and uh, that show, man, that is the set list. I mean, it is right down. Every single song is right off of the set list that got played at most shows, uh, except Burning Train. It's the one. It had the one, had the one song. And a, a lot of shows are like that. They had one that you could point to and go, Dallas had uh, Detroit medley. And Houston had If I Was the Priest. But Houston might have had another one. Houston opened with Night. That was the first, that was the night that everybody was like, all right, here he goes. He's opening yeah. up the set list. He opened with night. And then the next show he opened with no surrender. <laughs> that has been the tour was just worked out that way, man. I don't try to get inside Bruce. Bree. He ain't worried about us buying the nugs. He's worried about the people in the arena right then. And 90% of those people are there for their only show of the entire tour. And that's just a fact. We are a small group of people. I wish he threw us a couple nugs. But he he doesn't, or he didn't this year. I'm hoping in 2024 he does. Open it up a bit. He doesn't have to go over three hours. He can play Dancing in the Dark and Badlands and Born to Run. And he can play Last Man Standing, Backstreets with the, with the interlude. And he can play, you know, The Closer. I'll see you in my dreams. But he could mix up the rest. He can play Kitty's Back. That Kitty's Back was worked out for this tour. You know, who's ever going to get tired of Kitty's Back? Really? Yeah. Who's going to get tired of Kitty's Back? <laughs> Come on. I think everyone's tired of Kitty's Back by now. No, nobody's tired of Kitty's Back. Oh, my God. First of all, if you go back before the 2023 tour, if you were in a show where he played Kitty's Back, we'd be hearing about it for the next. Ah, he played Kitty's Back. Yeah, that's the problem. He plays it now every night. And, and again, uh, the people in the crowd are what he's worried about, not the people who are going, who are reading set lists and stat, you know. Uh, some songs get played every night. He chose Kitty's Back this time. I mean, I'll go with you on Wrecking Ball. He could drop Wrecking Ball. <laughs> I wouldn't cry if he dropped Wrecking Ball. And I like Wrecking Ball, but I don't need to hear it again. Yeah, but Kitty- that's, that's been dropped right after Giant Stadium, uh, one, which is where why he wrote the song, because they were going to tear down the stadium. And Before was- it became the title cut of the Wrecking Ball album, he should have dropped it. It's just ridiculous. I mean, uh, don't get me started on on that song or album. 
Oh my god. Name the album Wrecking Ball. My God. Well, this is our last show of the year, and we are going to take a couple weeks off for the holidays. Both holidays fall on a Monday, so the weekend is going to be busy and not much going on in the Bruce world. But we will be back for an all-new year in 2024, and Bruce will be back, and I'm going to shows. I hope Tom's going to some shows, and we'll, we'll watch a few shows and uh, and if he's mixing it up, we'll watch a lot of shows. And there's been no word about selling any new nugs. You know, a lot of the shows coming up are already part of packages that people bought last year because they're reschedules. But some shows, the new Europe shows and the Vegas show, uh, they uh, they are not part of any package or anything like that. But I'm hoping that. Uh, the, there's another package that comes out there's a guarantee that we're going to keep getting nugs releases of every show no matter what the set list has i want to make sure you know because if they don't release them just because you know sales are are down because the set list is is the same uh the one you want is going to be one of those group that doesn't come out you know the one that's like but he did that one thing and so we want them all to come out and I'll buy the next package too. If he puts together Europe with Vegas package, you know, all the, all the shows that aren't part of the last package, I'll buy that package too. You know, Bruce went on sale for Vegas on Thursday and there's still plenty of upper take. All the lower bowls are gone. Most of the floors are gone or they're on dynamically priced. The upper level, all still there. There's plenty. I had row A, side stage of the upper level. Great seat in my shopping cart. Two seats. I was going to get one for me and one for my stepdaughter. She's not 100%. I'm doubting that you're coming. I know Maddie's not coming. Uh, My sister said she's out. I'm going to end up stuck with an extra ticket. And if I just buy one, she will come in. And then I'm going to have this single and want to sit with her. So I didn't pull the trigger on $489 for two tickets, $250 with fees and tax. Uh, And you can still get the third row in that section. But there's a huge difference between third row and first row. Nobody in front of you. You're on that overhang. I sat front row at one of the shows, Tulsa, side stage front row of the upper level. And that doesn't even feel like upper. It feels like you're better than the last rows in the lower because you're elevated. There's no one in front of you. It's worth a premium for those seats. And they're the same seats as the very top in that section. 200 bucks uh, plus fees, 250. I didn't buy them though. They're gone now. Did you notice any difference in the prices uh, now that you were just checking out the prices for this? Yeah, they seem higher than some of the shows I looked at as far as base price. The, the end, you know, dynamic, it's on axis, so there wasn't any real extreme dynamic pricing, but there are some seats, I don't know if they're resale or they call them, uh, I don't know, they got a word for them. It's like Ticketmaster's dynamic, they're increased in price. There's some of those still left that are really high, 800000 but the base price was the same, three ninety nine for for Pitt and three ninety nine for the Great Lowers. The upper except for way, way across the stage upper in the top where you could get for like on un, un, just under 200 with your taxes and fees and everything. They were like 150 plus fees and taxes. Everything in the upper was 200 plus fees, 250 or even more. Well, I guess the upper wasn't more. Uh, yeah, upper on the aisle. They charged extra on the aisle. The two seats, the first two seats of every section were like f- $30 more than the rest of the uppers. It was weird. But uh, over 200 bucks. where when I bought an upper in Tulsa before the price dropped down to nothing, I bought it for face value 129 plus fees. It came to like 175 So 250 for pretty much the same seat. It's more in Vegas than it was, but that was Tulsa. I think the prices are probably cheaper than they were in New York and Buffalo and all all those cities that sold out very fast and more expensive than Tulsa. So, I mean, you can still buy the whole upper upper is still available. I'm not even sweating tickets. I didn't pull the trigger on those. I didn't want to spend 500 because fish 
at the Sphere was going on sale the next day. And there was a good decision not to buy the Bruce and to save the money for fish because uh, Bruce, the entire upper is still available and probably will be for a long time to come. And on day of the show, I'll probably have my pick of underface tickets and fish. I don't even think I'm going to get in. I don't think there's four nights, one night of Bruce in 20,000 seats, four nights of fish in 18,000 seats. He's the biggest star in the world. Nobody's heard of fish, but you are not going to be able to get a ticket to this show. These four shows at the sphere, impossible. They were gone. I was 12,000 in the queue. 12,000 it seats 18,000 and there was a four ticket limit and there was a pre-sale and some tickets were allotted for people uh, uh, buying a package with their hotel and their airfare and some tickets were allotted for people who bought all four nights you could buy a package of all four nights where you get the same seat for all four nights there wasn't enough tickets to go around to be 12,000th in line and uh my dreams of seeing fish in the sphere are dashed. And now I kind of wish I would have locked up those front row <laughs> because yeah, I can, I'll get in and I'll get in probably pretty cheap for Bruce, but those were damn good seats side stage front row, upper level for about as cheap as you're going to be able to get a seat like that. <clears throat> um, yeah. My uh, top five songs that Bruce <laughs> plays. <laughs> Where he doesn't say the name of the song in the title. Oh boy, I usually only get this excited when they say the title of a movie in the movie. I'm telling you, these drug dealers represent a clear and present danger to the United States. Yeah, yeah, he said it, he said it. All I'm saying is, what if this is as good as it gets? Yeah, yeah, there it is, there it is. The only way for me to solve this crisis is to be Superman 4, the quest for peace. Oh, that's why they call it that. These are the top five. Now, three of these are on the second album. So, in no particular order. New York City Serenade, Wild Billy's Circus Story, Incident on 57th Street, Does This Bus Stop at 82nd Street, and Nebraska. Okay. One, I got to challenge Nebraska. From a town of Lincoln, Nebraska, <laughs> I saw it all four ten on my lap. Right, better cut that out. Uh, no, I don't like being made to look foolish. <laughs> um, and also, as I I did state when we were talking about this last week, that there is a sh at least one show where he sings "Play Me Your New York City Serenade." And I went looking for it, and I haven't found it. There's a lot of New York City serenades out there, and uh, and I didn't have a lot of time to just start listening to them all. But I'm gonna. <laughs> That's my goal in 2024 is to find Tom the night that Bruce sang "New York City Serenade," the entire title in the song, uh, and the rest, you know, I can't dispute. They don't say the name. Well, I urge you to not look for that. No, I'm going to find, it's one of my favorite ones. He goes, play me your New York City serenade. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, I think that brings us to the end of another year and uh, another podcast, our 27th. And uh, next year, bigger and better. I think next year, Tom, when we come back, I'm going to spend these two weeks changing our logo i think it's time to face uh reality and and know that maddie's not coming back he's not gonna well, be I gotta, here I, it's, it's funny you say that because i was just gonna email you yesterday and urge you to change our logo because not for that reason necessarily but because i look horrible i look like i just committed murder you know it's just like I'll tell you what Send me a glamour shot and I will try to work it into a brand new logo for 2024. And uh, I was gonna, I was thinking about we should play uh Springsteen Hurdle to take us out, but I was like, you know what? It's our last show of the year. 
We should play our own creation. Tom came up with Springsteen Lurtle. So I brought a few with me. And uh, and if you bear with me for a minute, Tom, I will uh, I'll break them out here for you and see if uh, see how well you do on Springsteen Lurtle. I think I made it too easy, but we'll see. Hold on. All right. This is Tom's own creation. It is Springsteen Lurtle. Read him some lyrics without the music. Let's see how well he knows Springsteen lyrics. One night he awoke from a vision of his own death. Saddled his pony and rode out deep into the West. Met a Navajo girl and settled down on the res. Hmm. What was that first line again? One night he awoke from a vision of his own death. Mm. Is it on the ghost of Tom Joad? No. Devils and Dust? No. Tell all love? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know that first line too. It's funny. Um, all right, let me hear them again. One night he awoke from a vision of his own death, saddled his pony, and rode out deep into the west. Met a Navajo girl and settled down on the res. Man, you got me. I I give up. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Um Can you hear me? Oh god, no wonder I didn't get it. Outlaw Pete. It Jesus. is Outlaw Pete. Oh boy. <laughs> one of the one of the worst songs ever written by Bruce. One of your all-time favorites we know. We know. All right, here we go. Round two. If there was something, baby, that I could do, something that would last, honey, I would. But we all know, girl, especially you do, how you can't return to your past. Yeah, it's on the river. Hmm. Not, not on the river. Really? Really. Oh, sure. Be found on one of your all-time favorite releases. It's not easy, is it? Well, I know the lyrics, too. Um, can I hear them one more time? Yes. If there was something, baby, that I could do, Something that would last, honey, I would. But we all know, girl, especially you do, how you can't return to your past. So, girl, close your eyes, and I'll be there. Hold me once more, and we can go anywhere. Damn it. I know that I'm singing the song to myself. I just can't get to the title of it. You want the giveaway? Oh, uh, man, I could swear it was on the river, too. So I don't know uh, why. Not, definitely not on the river. Can I, you want the giveaway or you want some more time? Because I can cut the downtime. Oh, I, I know it's on tracks. It is on tracks. Hearts of Stone. Very good. And it'll yeah. look really it'll look really good once I cut out all that downtime. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that. I'm like, there's I could God, I really had to sing that. All right, I got a couple more. I'll give you a clue right off the bat. This one is also on tracks. Let's huh. see. Let's see. This is difficult. 
This is going to be too easy. There's something about a pretty girl on a sweet summer night that gets this boy excited. Hey, girl, you want to ride in daddy's Cadillac? Because I love the way your long hair falls down your back. Are you frozen? I've got, I'm singing it to myself. I still can't get to the title. Um, I don't think the title is in the song. You can add this to your list. <laughs> Some of the title is in your song, is in the song. I take you to that verse, make it real easy for you. Girls on the corner. Like a diamond, they shine. Someday, Billy, I'm going to make them all mine. You say your mama's going to meet you when the morning comes. Your papa's going to beat you because he knows you're out on the run. Yeah, he must not mention the title very much just once i thought you i thought you these were all gonna be so easy for you i'll give you the i'll give you the the, the verse with the title in it uh, i gave you the first half of the verse with the title in it already it went hey girl you want to ride in daddy's cadillac because i love the way your long hair falls down your back bo diddly bo diddly He's at the Seaside Bar. Oh God, Seaside Bar song. Yeah, we'll, wow. we'll, give, we'll, we'll give we'll give you a half credit on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I deserve it, but I definitely could sing it to myself. I had it uh, musically in my head. But all right, I got one more, and if it's too easy, I got another backup. Uh, uh, that was supposed. This that one getting, was supposed to be easy. I know they're all supposed to be easy. This one's got going to be really easy. You ready? Why did I invent this game? The McNichols, the Pulaski's, the Smiths, Zarelli's too, the Blacks, the Irish, Italians and Germans and the Jews. American land. American land. Too easy. All right. Here, this one's a little bit harder. Why the things that we treasure most slip away in time. Till to the music we grow deaf and to God's beauty blind. Why do the things that connect us so slowly pull us apart? Till we fall away in our own darkness, stranger to our own hearts. Yeah, I know it. Um... It's either on working on a dream or wrecking ball. I know that. I always get those two confused. You are correct. Um, it is on working on a dream. That's one of the slower songs. I, I um, let me hear that one more time, or or give me some different ones if you have it. Uh let's see. Uh, why? I'll give you a different one. I knew you were in trouble. Anyone could tell you carried your little black book from which all your secrets fell. You squandered all your riches, your love, your beauty, and your wealth. Like you had no other, no further use. Life itself. Your life itself. You got it. I'm impressed that you got anything off of working on a dream that you, and you know, the lyrics from the songs on an album that you, Criticized so badly. Yeah, that's one of the better songs on there. Tom, I think that brings us to the end of 2023. And mm. uh, I think uh, when we come back next year, we'll have a new tour and we'll have a new logo. Until next year, is there anything that you want to say to the audience before we sign off? Um. Well, yeah, I do have a prepared statement. Let's hear it. The tour is dead. That much is true. 
Things could be better, but Lando has no clue. Trax is 20 years late. Set lists are all the same. All we got are soul covers. Even Kitty's back got lame. Your ticket prices are too high. We all know who's to blame. We want Janie Needs a Shooter and bring back Burning Train. Somehow it turned into a rhyme. Well, it was a beautiful poem, Tom. You knew back when I was talking about how we don't need to lose Kitty's back, you knew that you were going to take a nice big swing at it at the end of the show, didn't you? It was a coincidence. That was funny. All right. Well, I appreciate it, and I look forward to meeting up again next year. Hopefully, you'll come out to some shows, and we will be back in January with an all-new year of the world's greatest Springsteen podcast for Tom and me, the fisherman, the bootlegger who pays the highest price. The world's greatest Springsteen podcast loves you.